right, welcome to Old School. Jane Huger, Ben Magnus with you guys. Um, so uh, as you all know, of course, sponsored by the thugs at shoptyt.com. Uh, they now have a person, uh, woman, man, camera, TV uh, shirt uh, on uh, shoptyt.com <laughs> that you love. Uh, and now, as long as I'm making up sponsors, and in this episode, by the way, we're talking about the uh, more um, heavy duty news. We, I know we do lighter stuff a lot here, but there's it's two months before the election, uh, and there's some really interesting stories out there that I want to talk about. Uh, but we're also sponsored now by Too Strong Coffee. That's TooStrongCoffee.com uh, slash TYT. Okay, and on the third uh, bag, you get a free mug like this one. Okay, two bags and more. You're uh, contributing to progressive causes. Uh, so get your right wing friends to buy it, and they'll accidentally be giving money to Justice Democrats. Um, <laughs> no, obviously, they're very clear on where they stand. It's organic and fair trade coffee. Okay. So um, lots to go over here. I don't know how heavy I want to start. So let's start a little lighter and we'll see how it goes, okay? So um, I don't think this is light at all. Anyways, Donald Trump <laughs> was in a press conference on Monday uh, with Gavin Newsom and some others from California, Ben, uh, talking about the wildfires. And for people who don't live in California, it is apocalyptic out here. Uh, so. You've all seen the pictures of the orange sky in San Francisco that looks like it's straight out of a disaster movie. Uh, and But the fires are so enormous that even though they're hours away from us, the sky is orange and smells of smoke in LA. Um, my son, not having known anything about the fires, said um, many days ago, Baba, why, why is the sky orange? Uh, and then he went outside. He's like, something's burning. Like, yeah, the entire goddamn state. Uh, and so Trump at that press conference said, it's it's going to start getting cooler. The wildfires will start getting cooler. Um, and the Secretary of Natural Resources, bless his heart, uh, Wade Crowfoot, uh, said, no, sir, that's not true. It's not going to get cooler. It's climate change. It only it's only getting hotter. And he said, and he said the science indicates that. Trump answered with, uh, "I don't think science knows actually." That's exactly what he said. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think science knows actually. Yeah, it'll start getting cooler. You just watch. What did he mean? The weather, like the temperature, or did he mean that 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 fire can increase in temperature? Maybe it can't. I don't know. But I feel like fire has a you know, a minimum heat level. You know, like <laughs> otherwise, it's like not not fire anymore. You know. Yeah, I don't know if he meant uh, heat from the standpoint of fire, uh, or uh, <laughs> you know, or water from the standpoint of wetness, but or wetness from the standpoint of water. Look, nobody knows what Trump is talking about, including Donald Trump. Um, but uh, but that. Last quote there is Trump 101. I don't think science knows actually. And so, Ben, it's going to lead me to the darker topic instantly as if climate change in California burning wasn't bad enough. But I think the single most disturbing thing out of all the massively disturbing things about the Trump administration is finding out 
that about 42% of the country is immovable and agrees that science doesn't know anything. And black people do not actually suffer from discrimination. And I could go on and on and on. And so, well, let's uh, let's you know I'm gonna I'm not gonna defend him, but just that I don't know. It might even be worse that I, some of those people do believe it, right? They think climate change is an issue, and they think black people suffer from discrimination. Uh, but that isn't that does not sway them, right? They're like, yeah, I got it. I know he says some ridiculous things, but. I don't, you know, Joe Biden's a socialist. Uh, he'll take over and he'll resign, and crazy leftists will take over the country, or whatever it is that they think, whatever sort of mind games they play with themselves that let them get away with continuing to support Trump. Yeah, and and I I actually know why, and I'm not sure that I've ever uh, vocalized it um, as I'm about to, uh, even on the Young Turks, but you know. I came to the conclusion very recently that it really, I mean, and you, when I say, you'll say, yeah, you've said parts of that before. I just piece it together in that that 42% is not moving because they don't think they're voting against Trump. They think they're voting against themselves if they vote for a Democrat because it being conservative or being Republican has become such an ingrained part of their identity that they can't ever envision a scenario where they would vote against their own identity. And so, and and I think that Trump is just proving that because you literally can't have anyone more toxic and cancerous and more opposed to Republican actual theoretical conservative ideology and principles than Donald Trump. So basically that 42% is saying, there's literally almost nothing a Republican could do for me to vote against. That's right, I mean, there's not, I can't imagine there's gonna be anybody worse than him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's true to some extent. I mean, obviously you and I both know and everybody should know that, yeah, I mean, it's a mixed bag. Different people are doing this for different reasons, but they feel that again, that whatever it is is worth it. There's a piece of, that I haven't read fully. I just started to read it before the show. I think in the Atlantic about Matt Gates. Um, Do we say Gates? Gates. 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 Matt Gates. He even spells his name wrong. Um, and uh, that, like, and his point overall is, I mean, the quote is worth uh, is worth reading. But it's uh, as long as he's on Air Force One, right? As long as this guy still has power. Lessons in politics from Matt Gates. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, um, uh, uh, and his book is coming out. Gates documents his undeniably Trumpian mindset. As long as he's catching rides on Air Force One, I guess that's Gates. As long as he's catching rides on Air Force One and ubiquitous in the media, he's untouchable. Like, you know, uh, uh, said Gates, uh, politics, they say, is show business for ugly people. The real question is who writes the scripts and produces the acts? So, you know, he's a winner and they're with the winner. Until he loses, right? So uh, it will be interesting to see, I mean, not that interesting, but it'll be noteworthy uh, and a little tragic if we don't find out until 2025. Um, what people do in a post-Trump era. I think if it's 2025, a lot of people are just going to keep hanging with him, and then we're going to get a you know Donald Trump Jr. running for president, or or, or little Eric, you know, something. Um, and 
But if it's 2021, if it's January of 2021 and he's lost and that 42% stays 40, that's literally what he gets, 42% of the vote, right? Which is our realistic best scenario, best case scenario. There's a wonderful scenario where he gets 39% of the vote and loses by 20 points. That's pretty glorious, but that probably doesn't happen. So will the number of people who will deny voting for them, having supported him, will be heavy, enormous. Um, I never really was into him. You know, I don't know. He was a crazy lunatic, right? Um, but right until he loses, until he is a loser, um, they'll stay with him. Um, it's that is as as clear as and maybe it is as you. Some of it is certainly is what you say. There's no question that it's true. That that, that it, it 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 is there a big part of their identity. Um, and there's you know distrust of the Democrats and. You know, uh, distrust of Hillary and fear, as always, is a strong motivator. George Bush used it, George W. Bush, that, uh, you know, this is dangerous. This be dangerous for your families. Uh, and Trump is trying to exploit that. It's just Bush, everybody else had previously done it artfully, right? You know, uh, Trump yep. doesn't do it artfully, and it's arguably more effective. Well, so there's one thing that Matt Gates is definitely right about, and he's assessed uh, politics in this country, unfortunately, correctly, uh, which is as long as Matt Gates is getting in the news, uh, he has almost no chance of losing because politics is all about branding. And he, uh, the more name recognition he gets, uh, the stronger that he is. There is the possibility of negative branding that it eventually could take someone down. But I mean, it didn't even take Trump down. So if you have no branding at all, and all you get hit is with negative media, then you're screwed, right? But if you already have a strong brand, either as a Democrat or a Republican or a conservative or progressive, it's near impossible to take you down. That's why I thought it was hilarious that they wasted millions of dollars trying to defeat AOC, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. They had no chance of doing that, and they didn't realize it. Uh, and and even Ilhan Omar, which they made the biggest run against with a fake Democrat in her primary because the Republican can't win in that district. Uh, they spent a gazillion dollars against her and got slaughtered politically. Yeah. Because yeah. once you have a big name, it's over in American politics. So Gates is not wrong about that. So no, he's not, and 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 Trump's brand, you know, he's a celebrity. It turns out being a celebrity with a brand uh, is bigger than anything, right? Uh, it doesn't matter how dumb you are. Again, it's theatrics, it's show, everything's television show. I mean, it's a it's a joke, but we, I mean, it seems like a joke, but he he believes it, right? That's all he cares about, stage and a show. The rest of the, I mean, look, listen to that Gates quote: "Politics, they say, is show business for ugly people. The real question is who writes the scripts and produces the acts." You're governed by the theater geeks from high school who went on to make it booking big guests on the talk shows. Ignore them and they'll ignore you and you'll go nowhere fast. The hairdressers and makeup ladies and cameramen pick our presidents as well they should. They are closer to viewers and therefore the voters. You know, I mean, that is unbelievably distressing that a guy in politics would say that and believe that. But of course, I mean, he believes it because it's true. There are others who believe, it, right? They don't say it, but he doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not going to hurt Matt Gates to say that, at least not as long as he maintains, again, as you're right, sort of his level of, of, uh, of popularity, as long as he gets himself in the news. I'm very curious to see what guys like that do when Trump uh, loses, who they attach to. 
Yeah, so well now I have an opinion that it is not gonna be necessarily popular with you, but we'll see. So look, Gates is again half right there. So no, the people behind the scenes who are choreographing things should not pick the winners. Right, yeah. Yeah, and and that's in the Republican Party. He's nearly a hundred percent right. They have a name called donors, and the donors pick who's going to win, and then they pour millions of dollars in, and that allows you to buy the makeup person, the political consultants, and the ad makers, etc. That Matt Gates is talking about. But on the other hand, the party he's right about is that it's only branding. So it, the more famous you are, the bigger your name is, the more likely you are to win. If you want to understand politics, unfortunately, that's 90% of it. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, think I haven't even gotten to the unpopular opinion yet. Oh, good, fantastic. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just think you're oversimplifying a little bit, not about the part about the donors, because you put the steps, right, obviously. And so you're not wrong about the uh, creating the image and having the image makers make you, but you're correct in saying that. So that's true, they do, but yes, they have to be paid for. Right, you know, you don't get those people for free. Um, yeah, and and to be clear, Matt Gates claims uh, that he is not taking. Uh, I think he's saying not taking corporate PAC money. Um, so if that's true, then I give him credit. Uh, you know, with him, you really got a quadruple check. Uh, and and so in that case, he's further right in saying I got to go build up my name by hook or by crook if I'm not going to take that donor money. Because the only thing that could replace it is free media, and I get free media by saying outrageous stuff, and and be the furthest out in licking Donald Trump's boots, and that gets me a lot of press, and I get on to be on Air Force One, which gets me more press, and that's how I win, and that's how I play this game. That part is correct. It, it, right. It's just a, it's a, it is a huge bummer that like Matt Gates is, and maybe he's not dumb, right? But he plays dumb, right? He doesn't care about. The things that make people smart, right? And care about real policy that's going to help people. And you know, you may be more cynical than I. I mean, yeah, you might be beholden to donors. All all these things that are corrupting the American political system. But once you're there, and there's an opportunity to, you you know, there are people who want to do <laughs> do the right thing and listen to. Science, you know, regarding climate change, at least short term, right? At least now, you know, about a host of things, and making sure that uh, that people who've lost their jobs are protected, and making sure that we, you know, just whatever, stick to the people you believe in, the Bernie and AOC and Rashida Tlaib, Ohana, like. But he, you know, he he's capable of reading the science on climate change, right? He's capable of hearing a president say. You know, uh, whatever he said, I think scientists are wrong, right? What, how did he put it? What was his great I quote? Think, he said, I don't think science knows, actually. I don't yeah, think science knows, Trump actually. Knows yeah. better than science is just the funniest and most tragic thing I've ever heard. Right, so he knows that, Stu, but he just doesn't care. He's choosing uh, not to care. All right, anyway, get to the part that's uh, controversial. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, a lot of the conspiracy theories that have taken hold and QAnon is now Official part of the Republican Party. There's uh, official congressional candidates that believe in QAnon. They're backed by uh, members of the Trump family. Um, uh, Mike today, Pence was going to go to the fundraiser until they had to be, you know, until it got politically embarrassing too, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, Ted Cruz today talking about how. Uh, 
the movie Cuties on Netflix is, uh, you know, basically legitimizing child porn. Uh, that's a QAnon conspiracy theory. That movie is against uh, sexualizing children. It's a brazen, outrageous lie. It's an uh, the all right uh, smear tactic that they uh, decided they were going to use about half a, half a dozen years ago to eliminate their political opponents, just accuse them of pedophilia, right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It smears them so much, it makes them toxic, etc. The Republican Party is taking it on in mass now. And it's one of the most grotesque things I've ever seen. And the part you might not agree with is, I think that a huge part of the blame is mainstream media. Because they say things that are so obviously wrong and incorrect that people go looking for alternative explanations. So when mainstream media says politicians are not corrupt, campaign contributions are not bribes, they're just, you know, ExxonMobil just being a good guy trying to figure out how to help the country or fill in the blank, you know, George Soros, Sheldon Adelson, you know, progressive companies, conservative companies, it doesn't matter. No, they're all just really good, honorable people trying to help the country. And the system we have in place now is really great. And and people are working for $7.75 at a Walmart and their life is crushed. They're like, well, one thing I know is the mainstream media are liars. None of that is true. So I guess there must be an alternative explanation. Maybe it's a pizza parlor and Tom Hanks. Well, I mean, I think you've made about nine jumps too many, but I'm not going to argue with the premise. I mean, I don't that first of all, mainstream media doesn't say that Exxon is they're do-gooders and they only want good things or those things. But I mean, but it does get said, and it and 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 the uh, uh, the loss of bite as uh, you know, as there've been just massive cuts across the board and corporate takeover of media. I mean, the 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 ability of of truth tellers to tell truth, which existed in American media for a time. They also were unbelievable uh, patsies. You have to take over for 15 seconds while I let a plane pass and I mute myself. <laughs> okay, well, that happens sometimes at all. So, did I mention that twostrongcoffee.com slash TYT gets you uh, some of the best coffee you've ever had that's uh, organic and fair trade and gives the progressive coffee? So, uh, you said you, the, the coffee's delicious. I mean, I had two cups uh, today. It's uh, my uh, primary coffee. I'm still on the, the first bag. I'm curious how the second. Uh, Bagged, but it's a it's a quality uh, it's a quality coffee, and I of course am uh, I'm the longest term coffee drinker of perhaps of our generation in the world. I mean, I started at five. I was drinking it regularly at I don't know eight, uh, and I'm still at it. So uh, by the way, I just realized you know it's it's you leftist that maybe the right wing does have a point. Uh, so this guy, his uh, dad is a famous leftist, you know, uh, press sector for Bobby Kennedy. Uh, won the primary for McGovern. It doesn't get any more leftist than that. So has his kids start drinking coffee at five, right? And and then what does he do? Then Ben convinces me to start drinking coffee when I'm a grown ass man at the age of thirty or 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 older than that. Older, yeah, 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 thirty two, I think I was. And and next thing you know, yeah, you look at that. You brainwashed me, and I get in a coffee, and then all of a sudden I'm into too strong coffee, and this is how <laughs> the country becomes leftist like you. Uh, so look, man, I I don't want to over romanticize journalism. There were journalists in the bag for politicians, uh, and the people who paid them off. It's not like journalists, you know, it's not like they were ever getting paid. Uh, 
I mean, the joke was like, you do this because, yeah, you're going to lead this life. You're never going to make money doing this, but we tell the truth. And But, uh, you know, back at the turn of the century, the, the the our politics was as bad as it was now. You just made up lies about people all the time. And then you put it in your paper, right? And then there'd be another paper that would tell a lie. And then some were more honest, right? I mean, there were good people at some of these papers. Uh, but there's a sense that I have, and certainly, you know, regarding the coverage of Nixon and the and the turn about the Vietnam War and covering the civil rights movement when there was a time when, the, you know, a real difference was made, right? I mean, showing those pictures of uh, uh, civil rights protesters, black people getting hit with hoses, uh, being beaten, uh, uh, that made a difference to the country. Right, it made a real difference, and they told the truth. Right, they didn't say, "Well, there's two sides to this." They say they're outside agitators. These people say they want the right to vote. Who's to know? Who? How do you know who's right? Right, um, and uh, so that when you know, I, I always think about now a uh, Pete Hamill and Jimmy Breslin, a documentary. It's HBO doc. Um, you know, these guys were they were columnists and they were asses um, sometimes, but man, they. They they told you what was happening, right? And they told I mean in, in the the reality, like they didn't need to cover every fact first. And this is gonna, you know, uh, like you're not as a reporter, your job is not to report only the facts. You got to put those facts in context. There are a lot of facts. He was wearing a blue suit with a, a red tie. Fact doesn't matter. You can leave that one out, right? So you're constantly choosing. But Breslin and 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 Hamill. They called frauds frauds, like they knew it, right? This guy, uh, the head of this union, and the guy who does this for the city, a fraud. This uh, guy leading a protest—it's uh, not a real protest. That guy's a fraud. So, and that's uh, that's largely gone. Um, and and so ultimately, I mean, you're right. Corporate, uh, there's been a corporate takeover of the media. It has softened it. That's really the way I see it. It's so. It's been softened to such an extent that the truth has been lost in a, in a giant bed of cotton.